Hello and welcome to Geek News Bat News. Counting down to DC's Injustice 2 game release in May, today's episode covers the entire storyline, specifically, of Injustice Year 1. This is the story from both the comics and first video game, Injustice Gods Among Us. Geek News Bat News is a production of ComicBookInternational.com. That's ComicBookIntl.com. Check out Comic Book International for all the latest in geek news, from both the U.S. and abroad. Toy reviews, lots of content about movies, TV, and trailers. All with a comic book twist, and of course, an international twist. Find us on both Twitter and Instagram, at ComicBookIntl, that's at ComicBookIntl. Okay, and back to the show. My name is Benjamin David. I am your host and managing editor here at ComicBookIntl.com. As you will hear me say soon enough, today's episode is a very special episode, and that is no exaggeration. Today we have our very first guest. Uh, before we get to that, however, I do want to remind everyone to stay tuned for part three of Geek News Bat News, excuse me, Geek News Bat News podcast coverage for last month's New York Toy Fair 2017. I cover Funko and do press for figuresandmore.com. That's figures, plural, and more.com. So check out my reviews and previews there, as well as Toy Fair coverage on comicbookintl.com. And back to Injustice. My friend and fellow bat nerd Owen sat down to talk about something I happen to know very little about when it comes to Batman, and that is video games. In particular, DC's Injustice. As it turns out, Owen is an expert on the topic. He literally filled half a notebook with notes of information just from the comics, let alone his extensive knowledge and experience playing the game. Once I saw the volumes of Injustice homework he had done, he and I agreed that to explain all of this coherently, we could easily make this episode that you're listening to right now just year one of the five to six year storyline. It was so refreshing to have all of this brand new bat, excuse me, all of this brand new bat knowledge wash over me, hearing Owen tell the entire, and I do mean entire year one storyline of the original mega hit video game and comic series. It was even more fun going back and listening to the whole thing twice, uh, because without editing at all, it was already a solid, tight 59-minute podcast conversation, uh, rich with storytelling and info about Injustice. So the thing was done. (laughs) I just had to record the intro and conclusion. Owen is an Injustice content machine. So let's just let our Injustice expert Owen take it away. This is Owen and I, Benjamin David, talking Injustice Year One, recorded right here from the Belfry. That's what I'm calling my podcast studio, at least for this moment, the Belfry. I can't call it a cave because I live in a tower, but towers have belfries, and so does Batman. (laughs) Anyway, once again, here is my conversation with our Injustice expert, Owen, talking Injustice Year One. Hello and welcome to Geek News Bat News. My name is Benjamin David, your host, uh, and also managing editor here at ComicBookInternational.com. Today is a very special episode, which is no exaggeration, because today is our very first guest. And that guest is someone I know who's very cool. I've talked to him numerous times about Batman, my passion, the inspiration for this podcast, obviously. 
why you're listening to it, The Bat. And he is going to talk to us today about something uh, as passionate as I am, as a podcaster who literally started one because of Batman, know very little about something, a Batman property, or I should say a, uh, yeah, I guess a Batman franchise version of Batman that I am uh, unfortunately quite ignorant of. So Owen is here today to fill me in on Injustice, uh, which I corrected him before falsely. It's not always gods among us, so Injustice is the blanket name for the whole version of Batman, am I correct? And let me pass it on to Owen, and uh, he's going to talk about Injustice. Thanks a lot, Ben, and uh, I'm really honored to be the first guest. Of, I hope I can live up to the name of this illustrious title. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this is game is called Injustice, and it started out as a game, but with a small little comic that just went alongside it, okay. and it just evolved from there, and people got really interested into it, so it's become like its own little multiverse pocket that they have here. So let's just kind of get into it, because we've got a lot to cover from all that has happened in the comics to the very first game, and we're going to try to cover as much as we can about the possibility of what may happen in the second game as it comes out this May. So let's get down to it. So. Yeah, so I just, real quick, I just wanted to uh, talk about, before Owen gets into it, uh, we did want to talk about today the Injustice story arc mostly. Am I correct? Yeah, we're going to try to cover as much of the story as we can, and then what speculations we may want to cover. Okay, yeah, so we thought we'd do story first. We're going to do some gameplay stuff uh, yeah. at some point. That is definitely going to happen. This is a, vi a podcast about a video game. <laughs> We're going to play some video games, and also uh, people tend to like reaction stuff, and my ignorance means that I've never not only not played the game, I've never even really seen people play it, which is sad, and, you know, being a DC and being a Batman fan, it's kind of sad. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get edumacated today on some Batman. Uh Anyway, so today mostly is going to be probably about the story arc. Um, if we get some equipment later, we might tie in some gameplay. But this is mostly about the story of Injustice, which I have to say before we start, like, I it impresses me how much story, how much this version of Batman is story heavy. Like, oh, how, how story is so important to a video game. So let me just, let's let Owen kick it off. Oh, yeah, we got a whole bunch of story to cover I'm here. I'm a story guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you like Flashpoint, so you're going to love a violent Batman, and this is full of violent Batman. Oh, yes. So we're going to start off with the year one, and this kind of opens up in Gotham, and it's a, it's a kind of a quiet night in Gotham. Things have been very calm lately, and the Justice League is pretty successful, and you open up with Batman and Superman. They're having a discussion, and it turns out that Lois is pregnant with a child, and Batman is actually asked by Superman to be the godfather. Okay, so, sorry, before you go, uh, and by the way, we're doing this when I say Injustice Story Arc. This is not only, like, from the first game on, or the first comic on, yeah. this is the very beginning of the very, the version of Injustice. It, this is day one, yeah. slash year one of the oh, of yeah. the Injustice story that we just talked about. Yes, this is going to be kind of what leads to the chaotic future that the first game is going to open up on. Oh yeah, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to make sure we did that. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, don't worry. We got to cover all bases here just to get our start. But what happens here is, after that goes on, there's not much time to kind of absorb that happy little Hallmark moment. And suddenly there is a huge issue that... That uh, Batman has learned that Joker has a bomb planted in Metropolis, and basically Superman is the only person that can get there in time to start. 
So when they're trying to get there, they find out that it was a bit of a die out and they, they're having trouble finding the bomb because there's a lot of decoys set out because once again, who knows how to plan a, a whole raid better than the Joker. He's going to set it up so bad and he loves messing with Superman because Superman will underestimate someone like him. Okay, yes. And I what, always remember Batman going, expect the unexpected in that Batman-Superman crossover, the oh animated yeah. one. Remember that? Oh Back yeah. in like 98? You don't sleep on this guy, and he's done more than enough to mess with Batman in the past. Superman in the past, I mean. So what, what happens here is not only did he set up these bombs, but they find out through squeezing out some of his henchmen that he has Lois Lane. So uh -oh. Superman starts to freak out, and Batman acting quickly, just tells the Justice League, we got an all-point bulletin. Everyone needs to be on finding Lois Lane. This is the utmost priority right now. So you got everybody going out. We got the Flash. We got the Lantern Corps members that are apart. We have, from top to bottom, everybody's out searching. And they find out that Joker is on a submarine. So Superman comes swooping in, scoops it out, rips the submarine in half. And... Joker is performing a surgery on Lois, the pregnant Lois Lane, with Harley Quinn. And so just a, a quick pause. This is all occurring in the comics, what you're talking about? I know we're starting day one, yes. year one, but this is in comics. So yes. you're not going to see this in the game, what you're well, saying Well, you're now? going to see a, the, the culmination of this scene in the beginning of the game. And this is kind of where mm. it's going to lead us up to. Got it, okay. So as Superman goes to break this up, he gets sprayed in the face with a gas now you cut back and another group has found at Star Labs a dead scarecrow and with a Joker note on him. So he basically Joker has killed Scarecrow for the toxin and he's laced it with kryptonite. And we have now a Superman acting on pure fear. And when he looks up, he what does he fear most is the one person who's killed him and he sees Doomsday standing in front of him in this broken hull of a, of a submarine. And so he... In first instinct is to grab him, get him out. He flies to space. And as he's flying out to space, you cut to the other Justice League members and Batman's put it together because he's the one that found the Scarecrow. So he realizes, whatever you're doing, Batman, I mean, Batman calls out, whatever you're doing, Superman, just cut it out. Stop it now. Whatever you're doing, it's not what you think it is, but it's too late. And the gas wears off as he's burned out all that adrenaline in space, and he's holding the dead Lois Lane in his arms. So he's freaking out because now he has killed his own wife and unborn child. Oh. In his own hands, he's holding them. And what they didn't know what was Joker was doing during that surgery was hooking up a heart monitor straight to Lois Lane. And it cues off the nuclear device that he has hidden in town, blowing up massive amounts of people, heroes included, and a huge bomb that is just an utter travesty in Metropolis. And I guess that's where we would drop our <laughs> our our like title screen, okay, so to game. speak, for the game. That it starts with the bombs gone off. The bomb is started. So they kidnap. They take the Joker. They take him back to Gotham. Superman's still in space. He comes down and gives Wonder Woman this body of his wife and just says, "Please take care of them. I've got something I have to do." And he's kind of spacey, like he he's <laughs> he's snapping. So they go, where is he? They, no one knows, but well, of course Superman's going to know. So he goes flying off towards Gotham knowing that Batman took him there. So he takes them there. He busts through the door as it's mid-interrogation. 
and he throws Batman against the wall. Batman slams against the wall, and he has now Joker pinned. And Joker is just laughing in the face of death. He's so happy that he was able to do this. And the more forceful that Superman's getting, the happier. He's loving it more and more. And before he can enjoy it too long, you see a a beautiful panel of just Superman putting his fist straight through Joker's chest. Blood everywhere. Because this is Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is about the blood. And he just put his hand through his fist in front of Batman. Now, when you say Mortal Kombat, I know that Warner Brothers owns the Mortal Kombat franchise, yes. right? That is NetherRealm Studios, yes. Okay. Uh, NetherRealm awesome. and, and DC have made this collaboration, and they, they really stuck to it together. So, and they made Injustice? Yes, they okay. made Injustice. That, that, that is where, why the you, we'll talk later, but Injustice and Mortal Kombat X have a lot of gameplay similarities. Hasn't NetherRealm been making them... That name sounds familiar from the old game. Oh, yes. It was... uh, Well, after after Midway stopped making them, they made their own company called NetherRealm. And that's where they had the logo with Scorpion. But back on to to the game. So as we see, Superman has now crossed that line. Superman's drawn blood. So Superman has just... Superman just sees a, a pure chance to just capitalize on this. He's had enough. He wants no more war. He wants no more bloodshed. He's lost everything he's cared about, and he's not playing anymore. So we move on from there, and there's a huge ceasefire. He calls the UN together and just says, any of you starting war, can doing war, no more innocent lives are being shed. And if you do, you're going to see me, and it's not going to be good. So... With the whole people on ceasefire, they start trying to test him. Some countries start trying to attack people to see what he'll do. And he's forcefully ending these conflicts. He's, he's zapping missiles out of the air. He goes as far as to even go to a dictator's palace and rips him out. And puts him in front of his people and strips him down to his underpants and just lets the people do whatever they want to him. Saying, like, this is what's going to happen to tyrants. You're going to warmonger? We're going to stop you. And that's that. And he's starting to rally the Justice League to this cause. Like, we've we've played with a soft hand too long. If we just start exercising some force, we can, we can wipe this off the map. So, a lot of people are starting to get on side with that, but Batman is not agreeing with this. Batman is the voice of reason, as are most non-superpowered individuals, i.e. Green Arrow and Batman, are usually kind of the voices of reason. And he doesn't like this at all. And it, it's not being made easier by what's going on. So, like, a lot of this is, like, Superman, he is overreacting, but the world overreacts because he's overreacting. It's almost like a parent being really mad and all the kids are trying to figure out how to, like, stop it. So, the U.S. government sends a task force to basically kidnap the Kent family. And Superman loses his mind and beats them all to shreds, like, within inches of death. You don't, you don't mess with what he cares about anymore. He's made that clear. And Batman ends up sneaking into the White House, and, and within a puff of smoke, he's like looking at the president like, you just made the worst mistake you could possibly do. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? He goes, well, you just sent people after someone who's already really mad. And not only that, like you're giving him more reason to like enact his, his rage. And by doing this, you've only made him a victim. And by making him a victim, you're going to rally them them to his side, which meaning all the heroes. 
and the president points out that he says their side, not our side. And it kind of alludes off there and cuts away. So you, you understand that Batman isn't really signed up for what Superman's selling. He, he still thinks that this has gone too far. Uh, may I say it sounds a bit like, and I know you said this when we talked about it other time, uh, DC's version of Marvel Civil War. Yes, very. It's very much two sides are drawn in the sand, and something is going to go very wrong. And it's kind of like, you know, you have the <clears throat> the billionaire with all the tech of Iron Man versus the old school pretty boy, boy scout yeah, of Superman slash Captain America. And yeah, and this is a side, but this is where a side where the super-powered individual certainly is pushing his force full power, and he's his own thing. He's going to end up becoming like his own nation of some sort. So we move on, and time has gone low. People are pretty much living in this ceasefire, and it's good for the, for the masses because there's not a lot of crime or death because everyone's too afraid to pull the trigger. But then attacks start happening because Aquaman sees this happening on Earth and is wondering it's only inevitable that it's going to come down to the ocean and we're going to be subjugated. Mm. So now you have all of Atlantis emerging from waters around the world, attacking India, they're attacking South America, they're attacking North America, all fronts. And so now the Justice League has to unite together to stop, stop this. And Batman is still part of the Justice League. He's working but not agreeing. But they all start going on this. And what happens is... Sorry, before you get into that, i got to say, what I hear of Batman so far <clears throat> uh, sounds very characteristic of Batman. Uh, I think that, you know, while... And I don't want to make this like a... Uh, Let's put down another property to illustrate my point, but the uh, the Batman v Superman version, uh, it's just kind of like, I I didn't like their version of it, but I I think that they were getting at a point, and that movie was very much too a civil war, oh, yeah. uh, we're trying to be, but this just sounds way more characteristic of Batman. It sounds like this is this is the story that that should have been because this is a believable reason as to why Batman would fight Superman. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's what I'm hearing this whole time as you are telling us Injustice, the story. Uh, I'm hearing what that movie should have been. That whole movie, I sat there going, I still don't know why they are fighting. I had about five tickets to that if that was the movie. <laughs> right? Not oh not God. the horrible train be, wreck I received. Would, just sitting here listening to you is like... Way, it's way more fun. Way more fun. And a lot cheaper than $250 exactly. million. <laughs> well, well, here's how the fun part ends here. To, to stop this, Superman now takes the green... Right, so going back to stop yeah, what's, what's... To stop... Just to recap. All right, so just to recap, Aquaman is attacking everybody. Yeah, Scott, okay. So they're saying, you all right, all of Atlantis, just all, of Atlantis all around the world is, is just attacking everybody. So they find where Aquaman's major troop is. They roll down with about, I want to say there's Shazam with him. You got Green Lantern, you got Wonder Woman, and you got Superman. Basically, all the heavy hitters. The people who are going to like hit you hardest and ruin your life if they connect. Go down and meet with him, and Aquaman refuses to get in line with what's going on. And he says, we will fight you to the very end. 
when you say what's going on, so he's not down with what Superman is doing? Yes, he, he sees this as subjugation, and he's not going to kneel. He's like the Leonidas of the sea. He's not going to bend his knee for anybody at all. So they all go under Atlantis and pull it out of the ocean, fly it over to a desert, I believe in Phoenix or Nevada, and just drop it. And they just lay him down in the in the desert and just say, if you don't let, uh, if you don't bend your knee, then guess what? You're all going to die right here because you got no water here, and you're gonna dry out. You have your you have a choice. It's either your pride or your people. And basically, he withdraws. He goes back in the ocean. He's not gonna. He just wants to be removed. He wants nothing to do with this. So he kind of turns tail and flees. So, once again, Superman has just shown a massive show of strength to the world, once again, that he will not stand for anything, no matter who they are, friend or foe. So, Batman, even more so, is looking towards Clark and just like, if you're going to turn on our good friend Aquaman that quick, what safety does anyone else have if they so much as look at you the wrong way? So, that creates a whole more worse. So, then the divide starts to really go on the it starts to get more dramatic as now Superman has a force being built against him. Batman is now gathering people like Black Canary, Green Arrow. He has the Huntress. Uh, he has Catwoman. I mean, not the most illustrious force, but whoever he can get on his side. And he even has now a sleeper cell within Superman's ranks, who I won't reveal until later because that's kind of a thing. So as this, the lines are drawn... Superman is about to attack Arkham Asylum. He's going to now show another show of force and go into Batman's backyard and regulate. He's going to take all the worst of Arkham Asylum and wipe them off the face of the earth so no one can get hurt again. So, in retaliation, Batman takes his force and decides to meet them at Arkham to stop them before they can get... so that they can get through with that plan. But when Batman and crew show up, they realize that Damian Wayne has now turned against them and sided with Superman. He alerted them that Batman was coming to stop them. Oh! So we see our first big... Damian! Our first big backstab of the, of the whole series. And Damian feels that Superman is doing the right thing. He feels that, you know, it's better to trade one life for more. Like, if one life can be shed so that many can live, you know... The, the greater good idea of the whole Assassin's Guild. Okay, so... What... Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. The exact, at this point, you pretty much said it just now, I'm sure, but, like, philosophically, what is the fight here? You know, with... Again, I couldn't tell you what it is in Batman v Superman, so I can't make a DC analogy. Yeah. Uh, but in, in Civil War, it's very clear as to why uh, philosophically you have uh, the side of oversight on the side of Tony Stark. You know, it's okay to spy on people and lose a little bit, lose a lot of your civil liberties in order to, you know, the, the, the means justify the ends, whereas you have the strict... Like, uh, and really it's, I guess, if, if you want to boil it down to, it's very similar to, you know, well, I guess let's not get that deep into philosophy, but there's utilitarianism and there's Kantianism. So there's Immanuel Kant said, it's not, the ends don't justify the means. If what you're doing is wrong, it doesn't justify the ends. 
or yes um or just sorry it doesn't justify the means but while a utilitarian will say it doesn't matter how we how we save lives as long you know we can spy on people to save lives so to tie it back into civil war you have tony stark going it's okay to spy on people and lose those civil liberties in order to keep people safe including you know they're going to watch over us as heroes uh while you have captain america going no because them controlling us takes away what it means to be american and i symbolize that um so what what is the exact kind of philosophical fight i guess here in injustice i would say the big philosophical fight is the showing of how far is the line before you're crossing it batman always very steadily believed that killing a person it, it seems like a good solution at the time but if you do it once it only becomes more easy to cross that line again and again and again and then you're no better than what you're trying to stop because you're no longer a symbol you're just you know your blade at that point by the way one of the best characteristics of batman and one of the reasons that I hate to keep going back to it, but that movie couldn't, it killed me. I, you know, oh, watching God. him, watching Ben Affleck Batman, Shit. who I thought was amazing, Lies. kill then, turn around and kill people, brand them so that when they go to jail, they get murdered and you know what else is going to happen yeah. to them in jail. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, I, I hated that part of the movie. That, that, that's what threw me off so much. I was, if they just but to bring it back to this, it's like, this is, this expresses the polar opposite of that. Oh, yeah. Well, back to our, our situation. We have an all-out brawl going on in Arkham Asylum between both sides. And throughout all the chaos, we have basically Nightwing and Damien start going back and forth. They start fighting a bit. Nightwing just trying to figure out why, because he feels really betrayed. He looks at Damien like a brother. Now, between all this, Nightwing makes a couple smart comments, and Damien gets mad and throws one of his batons at him, telling him to shut up. But, it, you know, this, is, this has been done a million of times. There's so many times he's thrown it and Nightwing's caught it. And, you know, just the kid lashing out and being mad. Well, in all the commotion, he wasn't as focused. Nightwing gets clocked in the head by this baton, falls. And it, it's kind of like $100 baby. It's kind of like Million Dollar Baby right here. Where, where he falls on and there's just a well-placed rock and it, he snaps his neck. So now Nightwing is dead. Nightwing's died instantly on his fall. So, Nightwing dies in the Injustice storyline. In, in the same situ, in the same moment that that Damien betrays him, Nightwing dies in that same scene. What? And it, once again, this is going to play down the line. Nightwing is dead, but I will like to tease that he's going to appear somehow in the future. <laughs> okay. But right now he is dead, and and wow. Batman sees this, and Damien's turn, and he's crying like. I'm so sorry. Like I, I, I didn't mean to do this. I, this isn't my fault. Like I didn't want this to happen. Batman like throws Damien on the floor. Get out of the way. He's so mad, and he basically picks up Nightwing, and the fighting has stopped. Like people have lined up. All the inmates of Arkham are no longer rioting. Everybody stopped and like lined up, and he's carrying him out of Arkham to to be buried. Like so, like we have had a major death. So now Batman really has a dog in this fight. Dude, I literally am about to tear up. Yeah, it's it goes so bad. It's so bad back and forth. All it, it it goes. The second this starts, the gas hits the floor and things are gonna go bad. This is year one, people. That okay, so already I think that's a perfect way to wind up what I was about to say, which is just like 
by year one, this early on already, this is what's great that it's about. Sorry, let me start over. What's great about it being an Elseworld is that it can be like Game of Thrones. Like oh, people yeah. are, the stakes are so no high. One's safe. No one's safe. This is so unlike comics where you know they can't die. I mean, yeah, you can bring them back, and like you said, Nightwing's probably going to come back, and anyone can go back in the comics, including this game. But it's cool that it's its own thing because you don't have to worry about continuity. You can just kill people off. And whereas even movies don't go that deep, I mean, even, and yeah. and let's say, I mean, even my favorite versions of DC movies typically are the animated ones because they're the best ones, uh, they don't really kill the characters off. This game is just like, nah, you're gonna... Let's take some chances and let's let, let some head roll. Well, uh, we, we move on and Batman's kind of gone off the radar. He's in mourning. He's thinking also of his next move. But during this time, Black Adam is now causing havoc, trying to protect Kandak, which is his homeland. He feels that Superman's going to come for Kandak, so he starts making the first strike. Well, they give him a overt pounding, to the point that they force him to say the magic word of Shazam, and he turns back to an old man, and the thing about Black Adam is it's kind of like reverse from from Shazam, where Shazam turns from a kid to an adult. This guy's like super old man from like Egypt and becomes immortal by like he stays in that form because if he doesn't it's going to be like he'll age rapidly and just die so he almost dies because they keep him from saying it again they cover his mouth so Shazam is Billy Batson whereas Black Adam is named ah jeez you're you put me on the spot but I no it's okay I I can't remember the name exactly but he is from the era of, of ancient Egypt that's where he originated and Kandak is kind of like a magical little realm of that. So one thing I I guess maybe I missed it. There's <clears throat> a lot of information. The Superman is still on a rampage. Why would he go so? I, I mean, I see why he's defending his own on Earth, but why would he? Like, why would the Black Adam, be, you know, universe or area of the galaxy be worried that Superman will come after them? Well, I. To my knowledge, I think Kandak is accessible from Earth. Okay. So, you know, he he's interacting with Earth a lot to the point that he's been a main staple villain. And Billy... Oh, I guess the big thing is, like, the same thing in Aquaman. He's like, eventually we're going to get tied into this, yeah. so let's... Oh, got it, okay. We're, we're a part of this planet, got so it, yeah, yeah. it does affect us. Right. So, as this goes on, while Black Adam's being totally just destroyed and dismantled to the point that they're just going to lock him up possibly re brainwash they're going to they're going to do a lot of things with him he starts working for them later down the line so as you see this going on batman has now captured hawk girl when she tried to sneak into the bat cave and this is where you reveal that batman has his sleeper cell that i alluded to earlier he has martian manhunter infiltrating the rakes as hawk girl slipping in and pretending to be Hawkgirl so he can listen in on Superman, what? and Batman now has a way to give you, to stay ahead. Wait, so he... <clears throat> Batman has Green Martian... The Martian Manhunter. Look, Mar, sorry, Martian Manhunter look like, uh, you know, morph to the shape of uh, Hawkgirl, and then have Hawkgirl act like she's against Batman well, so that he Hawk can spy so that Batman. he can use her to spy oh, against Batman. so she was already against yeah. Batman she she came to attack Batman and she got stopped she was being you know she's an overzealous individual 
she came in trying to get them and got caught, and now they're using her image to infiltrate. So, because you, know, you know, Martian Manhunter, the man of a thousand powers, <laughs> like this guy can shapeshift. So he becomes Hawk Girl and infiltrates Superman's group to be the sleeper cell and feed all the information he can back to Bruce. So as that's going on, we have Kalabak. Uh, if you're not familiar with Kalabak, he is the son of Darkseid. Kind of, he's just like this little thick guy that comes down and he starts to attack Earth with parademons with the blessing of Darkseid because he hears that Superman wants all these ceasefires, that he's done fighting. They take this as a sign of weakness. They couldn't be further than the truth. <laughs> so you you almost, as the reader, get to see this moment like, oh, Calabac is just walking into a a like well a lion's den right now. He thinks he's gonna walk in and trample over Superman. Superman's not gonna want to fight. Well, Superman gets hit by Calabac and Calabac starts talking smack. And when he look when Superman looks up, Calabac literally you see like a panel of his eyes and. Calabac is scared <laughs> for the first time. Calabac is just looking at a Superman that is enraged. He's got like small pupils, just veiny forehead. Like he's coming to punch him. And he literally says, your daddy is not going to save you this time, Calabac. Like Calabac tries to give up. Like, all right, I, I surrender. I yield. He's like, no, you don't get to do that anymore. So he actually just kills him he, he first he gets rid of him. He gets rid of Calabac. Just pummels him into the ground. Like I think he like stuffed him upside down into the earth. Like his legs are sticking out of the rock. And at this point, all the parademons that came with Calabac are still attacking all over the world. So Superman does not see much other option than to kill everything. So he is also still not fully lost to us. Mm-hmm. So he needs some moral compass so he goes to the flash who's running around saving people and they're having this conversation at top speed and he's going barry is there any way that you could see that i can get rid of all these parademons without killing them while saving all the people on earth and he goes i don't think that killing them all is the answer but and he goes well is there and do you see any other way and he goes no so superman goes into orbit uses his heat vision and from the sky just like fries all the parademons so as the ashes of the parademons are falling around them superman lands and everybody's like he's their messiah now he saved the earth Hmm. so now he has even more clout with the human people so now he has more leeway to enact all the things that he wants done so he is now not only uh, having the side of the heroes on him he now has the people on his side so batman is now without so many more options to combat this. And with that happening, uh, they go back. It's all over. They go back to the, to the Watchtower, and Superman and Batman have a number of chess matches where he kind of wants to talk, that, that this, this talk wasn't over. And he's saying, well, you know, if we do it this way, we'll be able to make the world safe. And he gets the Flash and a checkmate. And then the Flash goes, well, if you're at it, while you're at it, we could just make anyone that speeds, we can kill them. Checkmate. We could have anyone that doesn't pick up their dog's poop, we can kill them too. Checkmate. And he's just like, right. he's letting them know, like, there is a line. There is a line. There is, some of these crimes aren't always nefarious or, well, they are nefarious, and but they're not always 
maleficent in nature. Sometimes people just need to make ends meet. Like, where do you draw the line between evil and someone just misguided? So we have that whole philosophical thing still being brought, and where Flash is their moral compass. Flash is on the Superman side. He's steadfast friends with Superman, but he does not like this at all. He doesn't like where this is going, but he's going to stand by his friend out of loyalty. Mm. So, and as you have that, uh, we cut to Damien and Bruce having their falling out in the Batcave, where Damien tried to speak with Alfred, and Bruce was down there. No, I, just about Damien, <clears throat> I saw one of the trailers for Injustice 2 coming out, uh, which is important to talk about. With Injustice 2 coming out, I that was one of the big, awesome trailers with Damien fighting. Oh, yeah. Now, do we get Damien in Injustice 1? Um, technically, I should, I should say in the game. Technically, we do. Um, in the futuristic aspect... Damien does take Nightwing's uh, outfit and persona as a blessing from Nightwing. It, you know, it's gonna, ha- it's like a scene that's gonna okay. happen in the fourth year or so, fourth or fifth year, where uh, basically he's given a blessing by Nightwing to take that night that mantle, and he's Nightwing in in aspect. But what what, I, what interests me for the second game is that he's donning the Robin outfit. Which this once once again this takes chronologically after all this, and there is a point where Robin tosses the R off his chest and says he'll never be Robin again. So this, we could see a Robin that's back on Bruce's side for the second game. So there's some definite cliffhangers then. Yes. Oh, that's I I mean God the way they're writing this this is this is just such gold. Like I I mean there's nothing about this that's in any way like sub uh, for lack of a better term half-assed about like the amount of energy and time that they put into a backstory for a game I mean and so I and on that when you're playing excuse me when you're playing the game do you think that most people because I heard a lot of people say they just it's like playing a movie I mean that's pretty much what it is like when you are playing do you think that most people, for that reason, uh, do still watch these amazing things, or is it just the bat nerds that I know? Well, I will say this did the the cinematics in this do play out like a movie. It was a very compelling storyline in the game, to the point that it 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 even was hammered home better with just having the authentic voiceovers of the original Batman and and Joker. We had Mark Hamill in it. So it it really was that bit, and we had Tara Strong as as Harlequin, so they really give you all that. They give you the whole fanfare. So, and it it was around the time where Mortal Kombat was Mortal Kombat was really getting good at telling stories, where they were like, they're some of the first people to have like a, a fighting game with like a solid arcade storyline that progresses. So they kind of had a formula going, and it just with DC's they were able to make and draw from this stuff and really make a good storyline to build off of with while having the freedom to be them and be mm-hmm. dark and be, you know, bloody and gory and R rated. So it was a, it was a good little perfect storm that kind of led to a good story and it, it's continued on because it's got, it's even had like a solid Evo fan base for fighting game tournaments. Evo is what? Uh, Evo Evolution tournaments. It's uh, they are basically like 
the they're they are basically like the Super Bowl of like fighting games. This is like a big meeting where everybody it culminates in a championship and people can win a lot of money and it's actually starting to be on ESPN these days. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, esports is making a big big push these days. We've got we had the League of Legends tournaments. They've had I'm pretty sure they've had Dota, they've had Evo I think was actually streamed on ESPN2 and on the websites, yeah. So it's it's a new age where where gaming is going to start making its forefront. Now, to take a <clears throat> I guess while we're off the topic, at least of the story, when, um, to backtrack, in terms of release of the game coming out and then the comics, so what are we talking about? Again, thus far, the amazing, and <laughs> you should see the portion of the notebook that yeah. Owen has devoted. <laughs> he I came over and was like, it. this is just the comics, and had was like hanging the notebook from his hands. Uh, did a lot of homework. And I am very impressed, very happy. Thank you, Owen, so much for that. Um, Again, what he has been talking about is the Injustice story arc in terms of if you look at this iteration of Batman slash DC, this, what are they, Elseverse? Uh, Yeah, I guess multiverse. Multiverse, no, not, well, yeah, I guess multiverse, but multiverse still implies that it's part of the continuity. Um, It is, actually. It is. Oh, this is official, this been, like this is just part of the multiverse of multiverse. DC? This is an authentic multiverse, yes. Oh my god! So this so, is like the same, this is just as legitimate as like the Flashpoint game, dimension? There's a, there's a possibility that I would love to see them cross over into the actual continuity as like some little portal. So this is just as legitimate as Flashpoint, you mean? Very. Very. I mean, I know obviously the quality and all, and I know they made their own comics, but in terms of the continuity of DC, this is just as, uh, like, they could cross over technically into Flashpoint. Yes, they could. Oh. Yeah. They See, this is something I did not will, know until right now. You will like to know on our gameplay that we do have a Bruce Wayne Flashpoint costume. That there is a there is a Thomas Wayne outfit. Uh, oh wait, so sorry. So then going back. Oh my god. Oh my god. I I am obsessed with Flashpoint. I'm looking right now at my, you see my Thomas yeah. Wayne Hot Topic exclusive yeah, uh, I see that. Funko Pop. Check my reviews and previews out of figuresandmore.com. That was just a quick, uh, that was a such, I, I wanted to go for the most inauthentic plug Shameless. ever. But anyway, <laughs> just speaking of which, uh, <laughs> no, but quite honestly, uh, oh, so in terms of release, when did the game come out and then the comics? Oof. I want to say that this game is easily four years old. I want to say I was in college. I was a junior. So that was probably around when I was about five years ago. And that was Gods Among Us, right? That was Gods Among Us, yes. And when Gods Among Us came out, they started releasing the first year. I want to say, yeah, it should be four years ago. But, yeah, it came out. April 3rd, 20. Ah, see, I'm a little off. Four years, four years. April 3rd, 2013 is, uh, at least according to Wikipedia, when Injustice Gods Among Us came out. And if Wikipedia said it, you know it's true. Oh, yeah. We've heard good sources, important <laughs> things. But, I mean, they are just facts. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it was released then, and uh, <laughs> they released the first year alongside it. And I think it was installment. These were like small paperbacks. So these being the comics that mostly you are drawing from with the story that you've told so far is from comics that came out you say you're saying concurrently with the game yes they came out concurrently from its release 
from its release and they continued on. And well, we're going to jump back in and where we left off with is Damian Wayne is now entering the back cave to check on Bruce. And so now we're back to the main storyline again of injustice, uh, you know, from day one moving on, uh, not just the release of the game is back to the story itself. So while we're there, uh, Bruce Wayne is in the Batcave and finds Damien in there looking at the Nightwing outfit, and they start an argument once again, and Batman does not want him here. You're no longer my son. He's disowning him. Oh. He is basically disowning him. He goes, he goes, you can't kick me out. I'm your son. Batman goes, you killed my son. Oh. Right. So he is, he is... Still very hurt. He, yeah, he's still he, he's still whole, he's still very hurt, and he is very much blaming Damien for this one. He he's very emotional still. What they don't know is that Superman has been giving his team a little pill that he's developed with Kryptonian technology that will give you the power of a Kryptonian. Not so much eyes and breath and flight, but you can take a punch and you can give a punch, and you could you could crack rocks if you want to. And basically throws Batman against the wall. He starts getting mad. So Alfred comes to Batman's side, tries to calm down Damien. Damien gets mad and throws Alfred through the PC monitor. And now Batman is even more pissed because you're now hurting someone I care about more than Dick, you know, more than Grayson. You're 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 really pushing your limits. Like you want forgiveness after this. Like get out and don't come back. You're you're not. You're not mine. So what happens is Hawkgirl comes to fetch Damien and bring him back to Superman. But Damien realizes since when does Hawkgirl ever really, really ever listen to Batman? And this is where we realize that it's the Martian Manhunter. Damien puts two and two together, being the son of the detective. And basically goes to tell Batman, tell Superman that, hey, we have a mole. Batman has put a mole in it. We got to change everything we're doing. But back to so to Superman show show to go in retaliation. He's like, well, if Batman wants to play like this, we're gonna remove any form of subterfuge he has. We're gonna take his secret identity. So I know you you said before it was Damien who, <clears throat> maybe you said this before we started. So the people haven't heard uh, listening to this, but you said that Damien betrays Batman in terms of giving away information to superman was this that incident that you're talking about uh no batman the the information that damien gave away i believe we said earlier was uh that he was going to try and stop him at arkham oh okay so So he had already betrayed him before that so to speak yeah damien had pulled the trouble batman was already planning a sleeper cell at that point okay so what we have on from there is they try to announce batman's true identity and here's one of the things I love about Batman is always being ready for the worst case scenario. So they're on live TV trying to announce Batman is and the whole feed cuts. And the only thing that appears on most screens is Project Icarus. Meaning there was a protocol Icarus, I mean, which shuts down the broadcast and shuts down the watchtower itself. So now everyone in the watchtower is suffocating and the, the watchtower is crashing to earth. <laughs> so he's letting them know if you want to mess with me I can and that's the Justice League Watchtower yeah. this is where in case you're not familiar <clears throat> now if you're a Batman fan listening to this and uh, you're not so familiar with the Justice League 
the Justice League Tower is basically the Batcave of the entire Justice League. It's where they all go to meet. It's where uh, it's up in space. It orbits the Earth, and it's now crashing to Earth. <laughs> yes. So in retaliation, once they get the Watchtower, they manage to stop it from crashing and use Cyborg's uh, CPU. Since he's basically a machine, he can connect to internet signals. And they have him send out hashtag Batman is Bruce Wayne to the world. And it trends all over the world. So now everybody knows that Batman has been Bruce Wayne all along. It's all, it's like the biggest news that's going out right now. So Batman is now once again getting angrier because he, someone has had now gotten the better of him. So we move on to where they're, they're, they are now coming down to a big, big conflict. So now they're all going to fight. This is they've had enough. They feel like everybody's stepping on each other's toes, so now it's time to settle this. Yeah. Hopefully, they can settle this without less bloodshed. So what happens is, uh, it turns out when they try to confront Batman, Batman suddenly, after being done with talking to them, flies away. <laughs> he just takes off into the sky, and I think Flash mentions that I didn't know he could do that. <laughs> And turns what? out that Batman was Martian Manhunter. It was a decoy play. Uh, They're not Batman once again. He's not gonna go toe to toe with Superman yeah, and Wonder Woman. Right. No, he's not that stupid. So basically, uh, Wonder Woman is attacking Martian Manhunter, who then tries in turn to suffocate Wonder Woman. He's like gone into like like a weird form, and he's going inside of her and suffocating her from the inside out. So Superman does all he the only thing he could do to save Wonder Woman, which is to use Martian Manhunter's big weakness of fire and heat visions Wonder Woman. It's gonna hurt her, but it's gonna kill Martian Manhunter. So now we got a dead Martian Manhunter what? on our hands. Yes. So Nightwing is dead and Martian Manhunter is yes. dead. And this and is still Dave year is one. Dead to Batman. No. And, <laughs> and yeah, right. So he's not only disowned his own son, but the current Robin has now been disowned from Batman. Now, where's Tim Drake in all this? Tim Drake is not to be found. Uh, so he's kind of just not really part of this verse. In this world, I don't know if he exists in this. This once again is a multiverse, so he doesn't have to. There could be small things missing from us. Well, we move along, and now they realize that they have to develop the same pill that Superman's making. If they, they hope to stand any chance, they got to have that on their side. So here comes their next big plan. They plan to go to break into the Fortress of Solitude where these pills are kept, and to at least get some for reverse engineering. So... Wait, so sorry, again, where are we again? We're still in year one. We're still in, we're at the very end of year one. So all those relationships and the deaths, still year one. Oh, yes, yes. And it's going to ramp up. <laughs> so what we have here is we have Batman. And so how many like issues, year one represents Oof. how many issues of comics? Is that 12? Is uh, that like a standard run when you say I, year one? I absorbed them, them as chunks. So I am not so like a series of comic, a trade like one trade paperback is probably year one. You mean? I, I, no, one one the first uh, the first trade paperback ended with the hand in the chest of the Joker. So I mean, I guess maybe by time frame it had to be at least maybe these were like seasons. These were seasons. What were? Uh, these were like weekly. These were like its own regular releases. These Injustice comics. These were not like released by year chunks. Like one year was a number. That the the year number is like a season of like a show. Oh god. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I guess if that's that'd be the way I absorb it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we have now they're trying to distract Superman by using the president of the United States to 
start wars. He, I think he makes an attack on North Korea and to lure Superman out. So Superman and them get rid of the bombs and they start trying to talk to the super to the president and they realize that it's a distraction. So they're wondering what Batman has planned. So Batman, Green Arrow, Black Canary, and Catwoman have infiltrated the, the Fortress of Solitude using a boom tube, which is some uh, teleporter used by the people of Darkseid's world. And they are in there looking for the pills, but happen to come across Ma and Pa Kent. And Batman loses his mind because he realizes that if Superman thinks for one second that they're here for his parents, he is going to kill them all without remorse, as he's done so many other times to other people. So just as they're thinking that, he comes busting through the wall, and his eyes are glowing red. He's really, really mad, and they ha- the, a small scuffle ensues where super- one of Superman's blasts cuts down a big chunk trying to cut their- off their exit where many of them get away except for Green Arrow. And this is uh, this is the part that, that hurt me because Green Arrow shoots uh, an arrow at Clark while talking to him, you know, because it's not going to do anything. But he goes, you know it's not going to do anything. And he goes, well, make me feel better. And he shoots the arrow at him. It flicks off Superman and hits uh, John Kent in the shoulder. So seeing his father hurt, Superman starts coming after him starts really like hitting him hard punched him into a wall and broke it up and as green arrow manages to get to his feet looks to the right and sees the pill so he goes to grab it but superman tries to blast his hand and goes don't touch it like you're you know better than that well he goes to, to notch another arrow and he tries to think of the furthest arrow he's ever shot and he shoots at superman and it kind of looks like superman has dodged it but what Superman doesn't know is that he had just shot the arrow past him and out the hole of that Superman made coming in. So that arrow lands by uh, Superman. It lands with a GPS tracker and something tied to it. And Superman thinks that was his final shot at Superman. And Superman beats Green Arrow to death. So now we have our fourth death on our hands. So now we have him Green dead. Green Arrow. Green Arrow, the moral compass of the Justice League, has now been beaten to death by Superman to a bloody pulp in front of his own parents. And let's not forget, uh, Green Arrow is the voice of a reason for a reason, and it is that he is human. It's our connection as <clears throat> human readers uh, to kind of the DC universe to, to ground the gods <laughs> among us whoa i did it uh no but quite honestly like you have all these literal gods walking around but in the dc universe then you have batman you have your green arrow you have your other characters who the reader can relate to and say there's humanity to this um and it also strengthens the gods because when the gods treat the humans in the story nicely <laughs> to the people that you relate to you're like, oh, these are good gods. These are people who, like, even though they have all this evil power, they're not abusing it. Whereas uh, this whole, it seems like a big theme here is abuse of power. Oh, yeah. This is this is basically about when power goes too far, which is something that Batman has always feared of Superman. Which is, by the way, a really just important story to tell, like, culturally. Yeah. This is, like, important, good stuff. Hashtag Bat Lives Matter. <laughs> 
but that's basically it's just you got to watch out because when then you know once one group gets too much power then what's to stop them from continuing to push the lines so we have basically our our dead green arrow and they come across the the beacon thinking that it's ollie and they find a group when black canary that's oliver uh oliver queen who is green arrow so black canary who is the wife of Green Arrow sees that oh, arrow. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're married, and oh. and they see that arrow, and Black Canary starts to tear up, and she turns away. She goes, "Ollie's not coming back, like he's dead. That that's his like that's his little calling card for you. Like, and they look at the the arrow, and tied to that arrow is a pill. He got one of those Kryptonian pills for them, with his last effort." So now Batman has taken that back to the Batcave, and he is reverse engineering this pill. So now the level is going to equal out for these guys. They have a fighting chance. Such good storytelling, my God. Superman finds this out, crashes the Batcave. Superman and him have an epic fight. Batman has taken one of these pills. (laughs) It is on. So Batman can stand toe-to-toe, and his, his skill is helping him get an upper hand. Wait, so before you go on... What about the whole the whole world knows about him being Bruce Wayne? Yes, they do know he's Batman, but he's not going to let that stop him now. He, he he it's like something he's like that sucks, but I'll have to deal with that when Superman isn't after me. Cuz right now you're it's all action mode right now. Yeah, it's things are going down now cuz also at the same time like Batman's having a, a a life worse than any Joker could give him. <laughs> he is he is hurt. You know, Dick Gray. He's lost Dick Grayson. He's Alfred's hurt. His son is no longer on his side, and now he's lost one of a good friend in Ollie. So I guess at that point, if you're gonna have this verse that <laughs> where the stakes are that high, you might as well be like, he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, because I just that's always a plot line to me. Like the identity, you're gonna go for that. And that's a God. I keep doing it, but the end of BVS. Yeah. Like, wait. I'm sorry. Why does Lex Luthor know that he's Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Batman, whatever you want to call it. Like, and if that is true, why doesn't he just tell everyone? So the point is, that's just one example that, at least for the public, and something that happened to again bother me. That I don't, I really am trying not to be negative, but it's just everyone can relate to. I think if you had a problem with that, yeah, that's something where you know, and it's and it's come up in in other stories where I'm like, don't do the identity thing. And the, the animated series very rarely did it. Yeah. I think they did it well. I think in any Batman story you tell. Maybe there's a threat if you, especially if you're telling that story for a while. Yeah. But like, for a storyline, if you're gonna take everybody out, I, I think I'll, and you know who the hell am I? But I'll allow this one. Yeah, I I actually do like that point you brought up because I feel like this actually had a real good point into into showing who he is because they knew it wouldn't stop Bruce, but Bruce prized not being known. Mm. Like, that was, like, one of his, like, I had never been found out, so it's more like... It's almost like a power. I feel like it was, like, it was Superman's way of not laying a hand on him, but just saying, you know, screw you. Like, you you can't hide from me. I think that's what it was. It was a message saying, you can't hide. You Mm -hmm. know, no shadow is going to keep you on. Which, yeah, and I think that's good that you just said shadow, because Batman is a creature who... uh, by nature hides relies on that relies on subterfuge but we have now after 
the fight is now still continuing to escalate between Batman and Superman within the, within the Batcave. In the back, we have a whole, yeah. It, it's going down like he gets knocked into the. I think someone gets knocked into the giant penny, and it falls over on someone. Yes. And I think that's where he realized that Batman took the pill because he gets back out. Like he got out from under the penny, and he's like, "Guess what? I have those pills." Oh. And he thinks that he keeps telling him, "You're not going to win this fight, Bruce. Even with those pills, you can't win." So now we have a Kryptonian-powered Batman. Yes, but these pills are are temporary, and they do come with a cost uh i don't know take two and ask me in the morning <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um <clears throat> it does strain your heart so you got to watch out too many there is a chance you can overdose that that, that that'll be a, a key factor okay, later yeah. on Sorry. but um what happens is uh during that fight he realizes that it's just a diversion and when they look up at the screen it says that the reverse engineering, like the breakdown is now complete and that the information is now stored on an unknown server and encrypted by Batman. <laughs> so now all of his team have the information that is necessary to recreate these pills. That's all Batman was trying to do. But we now have a super intense moment, I believe, here. And this is where we have a little callback to Bane. Superman is enraged, takes Batman hoists him over his head and goes, I'm not going to kill you, but I can't have you interfering anymore. And we break the bat's back. Ow! So they bring in the Nightfall storyline, the classic Bane breaking Batman's back. Just, yeah, we're just going to use that. Am I am I correct? Like, it's just that moment, but they're like, this is our version of that same thing? I think, well, Bane does include himself here. But I'm just trying to make sure that I didn't jump my gun. But I believe, yes, this is where he gets his back broke. And before that, the before the end of the fight can ensue, a super-powered Alfred appears and says, Stop hurting my family. And now beats the living trash Wait, out of super-powered Alfred? Well, to come to Batman's aid, we now have super-Alfred. Oh! <laughs> and he beats... Well, he's one of the most trusted people. Who's going to get one of those pills but Alfred? And he comes along and beats the trash out of Superman in response to him hurting Batman. This is in the comic or in the video game? This thing? is the comic. We got this is the first this is the culmination of year one. This is where we leave off. And he's been repelled. Alfred beating a Batman. I've he's got been, to see that. He's been repelled. Oh and now we have Batman needs medical major magic medical attention. And that's where we leave off with year one. And we'll be going into the year two, which will be the Green Lantern Yellow Core War. Ow! And that was my conversation with Owen about year one of Injustice. As you can tell, I was more than excited. Uh, <laughs> one correction I did want to make in my excitement when I was just uh, recalling what Owen had just said. I said... Uh, Alfred was beating up, or Super Alfred was beating up Batman, oh my god, I meant to say Super, Super excuse me, Super Alfred was beating up Superman, uh, not Batman. <laughs> Alfred was not beating up Batman, that's not what I meant to say. Was I right though? That guy was a content machine. I <laughs> was dumbfounded, I, the amount of information, uh, and a lot of it, you know, a lot of that stuff was just bullet points, and then he was just looking at me and talking, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think that he was just reading all that from a notebook. Um, this dude has this information in his head 
Owen is no joke. This is why he is, uh, <laughs> from episode one, he is now our injustice expert. I don't care what he says. Uh, this is what he does now for us. <laughs> and that is it for today's episode of Geek News Bat News. I am your host, Benjamin David, and thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show and stay tuned for another episode counting down to the video game release of DC's Injustice 2 this May. We have much more to come about the original Injustice game and comics with our guest Owen. Our next episode will be Injustice Year 2 storyline and possibly some live recorded gameplay by Owen featuring authentic reactions by me, Benjamin David, since I have neither played nor even witnessed someone playing the original game in Justice Gods Among Us. If you like our show and want to do very little to help a whole lot, please subscribe to us on iTunes and write us a quick five-star review. It really just takes a few seconds, and then those little stars go a long way to helping us continue bringing all this amazingly informative coverage and even more coverage from events, interviews with folks in the business of Batman, collectibles, comics, and more. Not to mention all the video game stuff you just heard about Injustice. Uh, And our new Injustice expert, like I said, I don't care what he says, he works for us now. Uh, Once again, beside iTunes, Geek News Bat News is also available for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, and Podbean. As always, if you want to send us any info that you have about Injustice or Batman in general and would like us to read it on the show, please hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at comicbookintl or send us an email comicbookintl at gmail.com. We'd love to read your messages on the show, uh, so please feel free to send them in. If you want your voice featured on the show, just email us a two to three minute voice recording. Please keep it clean and include in a paragraph or two at most anything you'd like us to read on the show. Geek News Bat News is a production of ComicBookInternational.com. That's ComicBookIntl.com. Check out Comic Book International for all the latest in geek news from both the U.S. and abroad. Toy reviews, lots of content about movies, TV, and trailers. All with a comic book twist, and of course, an international twist. Find us on both Twitter and Instagram, at ComicBookINTL, that's at ComicBookINTL. Geek News Bat News, a Batman podcast, is not an official production of DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Batman, Funko, or any other company, property, and or license mentioned on this recording or on ComicBookINTL.com. The thoughts and opinions shared by the participants of this podcast are theirs and theirs alone, and therefore do not represent the companies or organizations they happen to work for.